Welcome back. New episode of the Mainstream Podcast. Wait, where are we at, man? I mean, Christmas threw me off. I'm sorry. So, we took a week off. Can't count anymore. Episode 50. Episode 50. Still two more to go. Um, we took a week off. Christmas time happened. Spend it with your, with your family. We got Chris back in the house again. How, how was your Christmas, Christopher? What's up? We back. It was a good week. Good, good extended vacation. Nice Christmas. Real low key this year. So that was great. Did a little gift exchange. So you know how we do. Krimo. What was them Krimo's give? You get, you get all those extra. You got a, a 30, 80, 12 PCs, you know, two, two oh, yeah, Xboxes. Yeah. You rolling in that dough. Yeah, I got another Xbox, another PS5. I was like, oh, I don't need these, but I'll put them in the bathroom and the, and the living room and the kitchen and stuff. So I'm covered now. Wasn't expected, yeah. but it's great. Got, got a couple seventy-five inches and stuff. So you know how how it is around these parts. Inch or what, bro? What is what is in what what seventy-five inches? <laughs> nah, okay, you gotta specify that, man. That's that didn't sound right, but okay, cool. Seventy-five inches, we in here. So just just a couple man, things, it. you know, a couple a couple VG games and little little trinkets and things. So that was, it was nice. Cool, man. I mean, it's it's the end of the year finally. Uh, hopefully, you know, twenty twenty one is coming up. It changes a lot of things. You know, a little different look from what we had to deal with this year. It may get better, it may get worse. We don't know. We're gonna see how it goes. But I'm just hoping it does get better. Uh, get outside, take some, take some trips, see some people that you ain't seen in a while. I guess not me though, because you know I don't like people. But you know, some of you other people who like people, y'all go out there and do that. It's time to reset. The whole new year. We're gonna see if it actually is a whole new year if we keep the twenty twenty going. Right. Twenty round two. Round round two. Fight. Uh one thing I did see was funny though. I saw this commercial. It was hilarious though. So I'm watching watching I think ESPN earlier this week. Commercial comes on and commercial's like uh, hey, do you remember you remember tremendous tremendous was it is it tremendous D? Yeah, tremendous D, right? The the Jack Black group, tenacious, oh, tenacious, D, tenacious, tenacious D. D. I said tremendous. Okay, T- tremendous D is uh, tremendous something D. else. That's what they used to call me in high school. Yeah. Oh, uh, tenacious D. So, um, you know, they had the devil in one of their videos. It was uh, best song in the world, I think, where it had a little devil. So this commercial, right? Commercial has a devil, devil Satan. Actually, to be honest, it was like Satan, Satan. In red, got long horns, long you know nails, like just like the la- the labyrinth and all those other movies depict them, you know. So funny story was like, okay, I'm watching this commercial. I'm like, what is where is this going? So a girl comes out from up under this bridge. Satan go, I mean the girl goes, hey Satan, and Satan looks at her and says twenty. Is he, no, he goes two zero two zero, and she goes, no, my friends call just call me twenty twenty. So. They get they go on dates, right? They're feeding each other food like habanero peppers. So it's Satan in twenty twenty. <laughs> so the commercial at the end is like is a match.com commercial. Oh no shit. <laughs> it is hilarious. Like I, I honestly will say, I mean, I work at I work for a company where we're in the same building. So match.com's corporate office is in the same building that my corporate office is. I just want to go up there. Whenever we go back to the office, I want to go up there and like that was a that was a great commercial. Like it was the best one I've seen in a long time. Like you should have saved that one for the Super Bowl. That was a good commercial. 
I don't watch commercials anymore, so I missed that one. But that sounds pretty funny and on, on point for what this year is all about. Exactly. And it was like, make 2021 your year. Because like, uh, 2020 and the devil got together in this one. That's for sure. That, <laughs> they, made, they made this year their special year. They don't want it to end for sure. Yeah, that was a match made in hell for sure. Man. So it's, it's done. It's over. There's no, there's no fix in 2020. That, that's what it was, man. It's a perfect commercial to wrap it up. Sad, it's not even over yet. I mean, we still technically have what three days, technically. Well, two days, yeah, something like that. It's about to be over. Friday will be the, the whole new start. We can see what happens. You, you could have a whole new uh, new year, new you. You're gonna have to reset that and do it on a good year, man. <laughs> it could be new year, same shit. <laughs> it's gonna be the that's one, gonna be one, the more, one more again, one more again, like uh, one more again. This is probably the worst type of one more again. It's like, I don't want to do this again next year. I want next year to be better. I don't want it to be the same. Yeah, we need it to be different. But I, I don't want it to be so different that I'm expected to go back into the office. Because <laughs> I don't want I don't want to go back. I mean, I like people, that people man. are actually yeah, sometimes, I, but uh, I like these four uh, hours people. a day that I'm getting back. Nah, nah. Y'all so funny. But it is hilarious because people... The people who complain about this funny because it's like, I don't want to go back to an office, but I want things to go back to normal. You can't have it both ways. You're either going to be at home in your drawers or you're going to go back to the office and go out. You can't have it both ways. Make your mind up. Oh, my mind's made up. I'm going to do the work from home. I'll get, I'll get some kind of exemption forever and ever. I'll just stay here. And I like the schedule I'm on. I'm sure the dog likes my company. We got a good thing going. Uh, my wife likes it. I can do more house chores. I got more time during the day. Do some husbandly duties and stuff. And then just hang out. Don't have to put miles on my car. But then I can still go into the city and do my shopping and do my thing. thing. That's, on, that's on me. That's, that's by choice. Like one day a week, I can go driving instead of five days a week. And then that 6 a.m. traffic. Oh, you might as well get ready. When it goes back, everybody's going back. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be exactly the same. I'm not going to say it's going to be exactly the same. What I will say is going to be uh, it's going to be a hybrid of what we are dealing with now, where you're probably going to go back to the office maybe three days a week. Instead of five, you'll go back to the office three days a week. It'll be, it's going to be more people probably working remotely than previous, but I don't think it'll go to a point where nobody's going into an office again. You'll go back. It just won't be nearly as much as you know old times. Yeah, I see, I, th- I see them letting us back as soon as more of us get our vaccine in the April, May timeframe. And just like you said, kind of a hybrid partial day a week thing, letting us maybe make the choice of how many times we want to come into the office, but definitely keep it open and, and let people start coming back to normal, doing that schedule again. But I do think a lot of people might stay work from home a little bit longer until a lot of people get comfortable with it. But I do think since not everybody's going to have the vaccine, it's not going to be perfect. They will still be up there social distancing and you know wearing masks around the office being like that for a while i think it'll be like that for years i mean not years yeah, yeah. i'm gonna say i think it'll be because like other countries have already adopted that you know prior like going back to like sars i think was the first one where like asian countries just that's just part of the culture and some european countries have done it's just really us like we rebel against every little damn thing that could be possibly helpful like now we don't want that. It's almost like the U.S. is that Drake meme 
all the time. Like, just hands out. <laughs> we don't want that. Like, it doesn't make any sense. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure we'll go back in. You'll see plexiglass and probably people wearing masks, hopefully. Uh, I, I'm going to tell you who got rich is people who make hand sanitizer. God damn, man. That shit going to mm-hmm. be flowing like the, the rivers of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> I should, should open up a mask factory back in February, man. That's what everybody needed. The mask, a mask industry went from like $10 a year to $100 trillion a year worldwide. Which is in, in like thinking about yes, the new businesses, new technology, the new things that came out because of COVID and the shutdown. Like Zoom stock skyrocketed. Uh, like you said, mask went above, well above. What went down was like people who make suits and people who make ties and people who make you know dress shoes because that shit wasn't happening. Nobody's going anywhere, so it's great. Yeah, the money money shifted all over the place. And if you could you could have a little crystal ball and try to predict and jump on one of those trends, you know, eight months ago, you could have made some cash money, which a lot of these rich folks, rich companies did. A lot of people, you know, super 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 increased their their wealth this year that had something oh. to begin with to be able to, to play around the markets and have that stock market going. We see that yeah. stock market booming, but people still dying in the streets and uh, 10 months behind on rent, but stock market's at a new level. They don't give a shit. Like, people who got money can care less about what, what like Kanye said, George Bush doesn't care about black people. Like, no, seriously, this is one of them times where the rich top, people don't care about none of us. <laughs> oh, yeah, the top, the top 1%. I was, I was looking through that, that the top 1%. Let's just talk about the, the top, the, the richest billionaire on the planet and we're not talking about people who amass their wealth because of inheritance so you're going to be not talking about the buy people and people oil money strictly people who actually work or have a business jeff bezos has more money than the rest of the united states combined that doesn't make sense he literally in 2020 went from I want to say the original number was like one, like one twelve, something like that. He went from one twelve to a hundred and eighty five point two billion dollars since twenty eighteen, and that's with giving away fifty six billion dollars. So technically, he made two hundred something billion dollars in twenty twenty. By himself. He is the richest man on the planet that has a business. The next closest is like another 50 to 60 mil, billion dollars below him. It's not even close. Yeah, Musk is on that list. He's over 100 billion now with that Tesla stock. If you remember, I'd say it was 18 months ago. It was mid, late 2019 where it was all jacked up with the Tesla stock and they're going to run out of money every quarter and they're trying to hit these targets and it was struggling. And now it's at super high levels and he's getting paid with that stock. And he went from $10, $20 billion net worth to over $100 billion in the last 18 months. Yeah. That's, that's insane, man. I wish I would have rode that Tesla, Tesla stock all the way up. I don't think anybody could have saw that coming, but yeah, we, it, it sucks. Also with his, so first off, before we get out Bezos, Bezos, they had to create a new word for him. He's the first. No, Tesla is actually not at a hundred hundred billion. Um, well, it's right at it. Like it's like a hunt, like literally right at it. 
he is the first person to go above a hundred million dollars in 2020 that so far that they had to come up with a new word and is is like a centibillionaire which means you're over a hundred it's like they literally this is a brand new word that did not exist before 2020 now we have a word called centibillionaire because he went over a hundred billion dollars nobody was carrying that much cash before man that is, and again that's with him giving away 56 billion dollars this year to well, don't make it sound get, like he did a charity that was his wife <laughs> <He> got <laughs> took. his wife did give a charity though because he he giving somebody money oh, yeah. away because she's like man she gave a lot like, of that away but he yeah he he didn't want to he didn't want to for sure but uh too late for she should have hung but, on another two I, years until that divorce she could have got a, over a hundred million but my thing is when a person has so like literally what if he was to give one billion dollars to America, they could probably feed a good sixty percent of Americans. Like literally, like just one of his billion, not even a hundred. Yeah. One. I think if he gave billions. away one hundred fifty billion and kept fifty for himself, he can make a huge impact to everybody. And he will still be rich as fuck with fifty billion dollars. He still can't spend all that money on anything. There's so, no store fancy enough to take all that cash from you. You're just, you're just Wealthy, unlimitedly, basically. And what? And what do you need the money for? He owns Amazon. He can probably he probably gets everything for free at this point. Like he literally probably <laughs> pays for shit. He probably pays for nothing at this point. He gets everything isn't, isn't through Amazon. Fun, isn't that funny? Where when you get to a certain status, either famous <laughs> or rich, that you right. can start getting stuff for free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have the, you have the means to though. pay for everything. But yeah. if you're rich, you get shit for free. Like that's it, it, funny how it works backwards. That's kind of like this. This world has always been backwards. Like the more money you get, the more famous you get, the more you get for free. The more taxes that are taken away that are not taken from you, the more freedom you get. All these things. When you poor, you have nothing to your name. You have to work hard as hell to get anything. Nothing is given to you free. Everything, and then the government taxes you the most. How does and that make you sense? Get, if you get six hundred dollars, you're you're leeching on the government, and, and you, you you should only get six hundred dollars. You shouldn't get twelve hundred dollars because you're going to get reliant on the government. But the rich Which, people get billions and billions of kickbacks. Exactly, and that's it's, it's it's really really crazy back. And here's the funny part: it's the people's money. It's not like the government goes out and has a job. The money that you're <laughs> sending back is taxpayer it's our taxes. money. So yep. my thing is, how are you gonna tell us how? It's almost like your mom telling you how to spend your first check when you went out and got your your first check at fifteen. You working at Wendy's flipping them hamburgers, and she's like, "Yeah, you could you could spend that two hundred dollars, but I think you need to pay your phone bill first. Like, woman, leave me alone. Do what I'm doing. Get these <laughs> kicks. So I'm gonna go buy these anime figures. Leave me alone. Leave me alone, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, he, that that had a bad flashback when he said, "Get my first check and it's two hundred bucks." <laughs> God damn. All right. God damn. That, that that's two weeks week. worth of work. That might be a month worth of work, depending on who you are. Man, I, I, my first check. I remember my first check. And I, I, you ever, I've always seen those videos where people are, like, nowadays, where you got these kids, they check their first check and they like doing the TikTok thing. Like, we got money. And they open their check and they like, who the fuck is FICA? Who is, like, who is <laughs> the that? The taxes, like, like, bam, take a sword to that check. Cut it in half. Man, I, it hurt my soul. That first check I got. 
Micah was like, fuck you. I was like, oh, shit. Like, what is going on? Yeah. Micah did not I did the like math that. on my salary, divided it by the hours and stuff. Right. Like, man, I'm going to get paid. I'm going to go buy this, this. And then, no, oh, shit, wait, wait, wait. No. What, where, did, where did, like, 50% of my shit go? Yeah, where, 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 who is FICA and who is Medicare and why they take it by money? That's exactly what we need. We need better financial education in school before you graduate and hit the real world. You know what? That is actually funny. Cause that's not something, especially when we were in school, they definitely didn't teach that. Like, financial stability was not like a course or something that you can learn. And it's like, they don't tell you that when you get your first job that you owe taxes and that, you know, a percentage of your check and the money that you earn actually is not even yours and how and how companies you know pull the wool over your eyes to get past your your 40 hour minimums and maximums to make sure that you don't go over and have to pay you insurance and all this shit there you got to learn it by, by trial by fire and, and that is the work now i think it's gotten better like the newer generation is probably gotten a lot more uh advanced information on that because i remember like didn't no one talk me like about finance and making sure that I didn't go to college and get into, you know, get credit cards and max them bitches out because I'm a college kid, don't really have a job and getting bank accounts. Also, nobody really teaches you this stuff. You just go through it and hope that you come out the other end. Well, you know, a lot of that stuff I learned at that beautiful company. We worked at Fred's in, in the early Part of like my my twenties going through there, like mm-hmm. a lot of the first happening with uh, health insurance, the taxes, yeah, different different things, different uh, benefits, uh, how how other things work, your check and buying a house, that kind of stuff. Like that was from talking to people at work, accidentally getting fucked over, and learning about it like after the fact that it happened, and then seeing what yeah. happened to you, and just asking people around, asking your friends, asking older people at work, and like getting education then when they could use that knowledge years back it was just you're just learning as you go someone through life though because like a lot of times i think the biggest thing to me is grown people and when we were kids knew that we were gonna you know fuck it up they they knew that we were gonna go through it but nobody <laughs> says anything they're like oh here's a new one here's a new one to the to the the oppression machine <laughs> come on down like you could have told me this. Like, what What the hell? Uh, no, looking back on all that time, you can definitely tell when uh, people around you, the older folks, knew when some yeah. shit was going to go down and you were going to get messed up and yep. they let you do it. <laughs> and then they'll talk, talk to you about it afterwards. You're like, shit, man, you could have told me this like six months ago. I wouldn't <laughs> like, this fucked up situation. They, they want to put your arm, they arm around you and sit you down and have they talk with you. Like, bitch, told, you could have told me this before I did this. We would have been past this already. I had so many conversations like that. Like, damn, you couldn't warn me. Could have warned me. You wouldn't have listened. You wouldn't have listened. So you got to do it yourself. I mean, that's true. I mean, I, I mean, mean, we're gonna do that. To, hopefully, we don't do that completely to our kids. But it's oh, a generation it's worse. that keeps doing it. It's worse. Now. Even if it's not the parents not telling the kids, it's uh-huh. the kids. It's just human nature. The kids being stubborn, want to yeah. learn it themselves, don't want to listen to authority, and it's gonna happen again and again and again and again. And even if you try to change it. You might get a kid that's just stubborn and fucked it up. Like you can't save everybody, even if you give them all the knowledge. People got to learn, which I don't know how they're going to get that out of like human nature. That's just that's just how it is, unfortunately. I mean that that's our that's our character flaw, bro. I mean human nature is to learn it yourself. Like you don't come out of the womb. Like I was having this conversation about the job I'm working now, where I feel at times I get get frustrated because I don't necessarily know. Like you don't know what you don't know. Like 
people will say, why don't you ask a question about something? But you don't know to ask a question about something because you don't know the unknown variables of asking that question. Like, you have no idea. You don't come out of the womb thinking, man, let me get this 401k, make sure I don't do this stupid shit. No, your brain is the bright-eyed world. Let me try some stuff. Let me do me. It's actually worse. It's probably worse now. Only because and I had to say millennials and groups and stuff like that because the people after me, because you're a millennial, I'm not. I'm on the cusp of being one. I missed it by a year. You're in the the original millennial group, which are the ones that came directly out to me that are slightly different. Then you have the latter, and then you have Generation Z and Y, or Z, actually. Z. Like, there's that group that's after you, that's millennials, that like, just said, fuck it, I'm doing it the way I want to do it. Fuck what you say. You can't tell us what to do, and they did it. Like, when we were kids, it was, I'm going to do it my way, and then you got your ass beat. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's no more ass beating now. There is definitely no more like that. That whole um, spirit of rod spoiled a child. That's that is literally what we're living in right now. Like, but the Z, like I will say, Generation Z is a lot smarter than some latter generation um, of the millennials for sure. They truthfully are. Because I at one time you remember you you show you gave me this movie, uh, Idiocracy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought we were heading there today. Like, like a couple of years ago, you could be like, "Oh man, damn, it's so real, it's so real." But the new people, Gen Z, they young, but they they kind of trying to write the ship. They they hate what the millennials <laughs> before them did and says, you know, it's fucked up. They think that me, I'm I'm technically the boomer versus the Gen Z. So they're like, okay, boomer to me, and. <laughs> They hate millennials, so it's just hilariously funny. I mind how the world turns. It's gonna be interesting to see what they where they, where they take everything, because they're they're a different breed, man. Little kids these days are coming up way different, different set of humor, different view, or outlook on the whole world, and they're growing up in very interesting times. So, can't wait to see what's going on in ten years, fifteen years, with some people are grown ass adults like our age start entering the workforce and. In political jobs, controlling things, and inventing new companies and stuff—it's gonna be it's gonna be weird. But you're Bruh. sitting there thinking, "Why? Why didn't I think of that when these kids invent some new futuristic shit that we couldn't even envision?" I agree with that. Um, it's it is gonna be interesting interesting to see as I get into my old more old age, sitting around in my walker and, and wheeling my stuff around to see what happens next. But speaking of what happens next. Um, I can see your video. You got that that spider mine. Have you even tried it yet? So before you even say that, it's always funny. This dude gets all the games. Every time I look up, I got something new. I done bought something. Somebody <laughs> gave me something. You still have not played Zelda yet. You still have not played. You've been at home on quarantine and have not even tried it. It's complicated. <laughs> I don't, yes, I have. I have. A, I have. I'm looking at. Can't see. I'm looking at shelves. And stuff. That's just shelves. It's physical games. I don't. I don't play. Right. I haven't played yet. Right. Not to mention all digi- the digital shit that I've claimed and can go on for days and terabytes full of hard drives of games and stuff. Right. Yeah. I, I haven't played a ton of stuff. That's for damn sure. Um. No, I have not played Spider Man yet. I installed it. <laughs> I set it up. I have. I haven't played it yet because. 
I don't know. I've, I've been thinking about it lately, like how my schedule goes with what's taking up my time. If I mess Wait, around my phone too on, much, and I could have been playing hold a game. On, if I'm laying this... on the couch and like taking no, a little nap. No. If I do some stuff with the dog, like I do with other things around the house and kind of take up my time that I could be playing a game. I'm not really good about coming up here and like jumping on something and getting it started and say, mm-hmm. I played that for an hour and just like focus. Right. So I'm just kind of wasting time with other, other, other things and projects stuff going around. So then I play like hour two, three a week or something just on random crap. And I never get around to this new shiny game that I want to play. So eventually I, I'll, I'll get on it. Hopefully this week, maybe celebrate 2022. I'll, I'll play the 20, 20 games in, in 2021. Maybe. Maybe I, I was just making a list of, and I was looking at back at my list of the games I played in 2020. Right. It's mostly games that didn't come out in 2020. <laughs> <And> so many <laughs> games are like, my game of the year is like an old ass game, probably. <laughs> it's not even out that year. And, and the games that came out in 2020, I know all about them. I know they're great. I probably got them on my shelf somewhere, but I haven't played them either. I'm not mad at you. I understand not having the time to do it. Like before, before now, I have more time to play. I'm not even lying. I have more time to play. And I did play um, several things. I also don't normally buy or have the newest game. So that's one thing about me is normally I'm getting stuff that probably like you. You're the one who told me to buy Control. Control was on sale. I, you know, I got a couple of dollars, this Steam dollar sale stuff. Uh, I'm like, you know, what game can I pick up that's a great game for 27 bucks? And every time I would say a name of a game, you were like, Control. I'm like, what about the Control? <laughs> like, what about the Control? I'm like, okay. And I'm like sitting there thinking to myself, I wanted to say, Hell, did you even play Control? Because I'm like, I don't know. I can't truly trust your judgment. So I don't know. Did you even actually play that game? That one, I did play. I did play Control. I can say I did play it. I probably played it for maybe close to 10 hours. So it's more than just like into the intro and the tutorial. I played it some. I didn't finish it. I did play it. And then they came out with that Ultimate Edition announcement. And then I started holding off like, just wait till they patch it in and upgrade it, whatever. I'll probably go back to it, but mm-hmm. that is something I, I put in some time, and I, I can know for sure I can put my stamp of approval on that one. Nice. Well, I, I mean, I picked it up, but back to my point was, I don't normally buy a game brand. Like, I used to be that dude. I mean, I think we all used to be. Like, day one, go buy it. Now, there's a couple of games I probably still would do that with if I was really into playing a lot of games like I used to be, but all in all, nowadays, I'm not getting it day one. There's a few games that tickled my fancy. Like, I wanted to get Avengers Day 1. Thank God I didn't do that. Um, Godfall was another one that I wanted to get Day 1. Thank God I didn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, the the moral of the story is I usually end up getting it, you know, on sale or after the fact or by other means, like, you know, free codes or whatever. Um, So, I don't... I understand your point. Normally... The 2020 game, I probably won't play until the next year or something like that in certain cases, so I get that. But the difference is, you already bought, like, you buy it day one. You're like, no, no, no. Not, maybe not day one, not day one, but within the first sector of it being out. Well, you know that the trend that has gone on with sales is that most of these games have a 35, 40% off within, like, two months. Even That's digital true. editions on a lot of these. That's true. Be Highly, highly discounted. I think that Control came out in October, forty bucks mm-hmm. or sixty bucks, whatever, for the Ultimate Edition with all the season pass. And now you're getting it for twenty bucks. And that started being on sale yeah. like back in 
November. So they they cut these things out so damn fast. And that's when I uh, get get these when they're on deep discount. The only two games that I bought this year uh, new, like right when they came out, was Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Cyberpunk. Those are two games to try out. Yeah, the two two games to try out on the new gen systems. That that was it. Otherwise, I would have waited till the Assassin's Creed sale, and it already went on sale for like twenty dollars off. You know, five weeks later. Right. So I'm not willing to get these uh, brand new ones, but it does seem that I'm able to grab some of them closer to release because sales come so fast behind them. So if you're a day one buyer and you're not playing it day one, you just wait five weeks. It's going to be way discounted. So yeah, I got a lot of the new ones, but then. I'm trying not to ever pay super retail price. I'm never that excited. I know I'm not going to pop it in immediately and start playing. Yeah, no, thanks. Um, now, did you have you tried? Have you done? I know we talked about it before, and people are still shitting on CD for PR. And like seriously, they're at this point; they're about to get sued by their own investors, and it's it's not looking good up there at all. But did you actually run Cyberpunk to see what it looks like? Yes, I, I have played it a little bit. That's I probably put in two and a half, three hours into that. And uh, since I got it, I think they've come out with two patches. I don't know what, that, what it actually fixed. But since I was playing it on Series X, it was playing okay. It doesn't look like the Super you know, 3090 perfect, but it does, it does look good. Um, it was controlling kind of funny. I think I mentioned that before. It just feels kind of off. I haven't Long played it enough to like, really get into the controls of how they set it up. But the game looked fine. It was not the the funny, terrible, horrible footage that we've seen from the, the old consoles. So it wasn't anything like that. So it, it did play fine, but but I haven't uh, spent a lot of time into it. Now people are saying after the dust cleared, I'm seeing a lot of people saying that it has really good quest lines and good storytelling and all this other stuff. But all you see out there is the the bad videos of the crap and the glitches, and terrible graphics from the old consoles. So you gotta look past that, and when it, when everything settles down, I'll jump back. Yeah, I think, I think mostly, and I, I remember, when, like I said, we talked about it before, but I think at the time you said you loaded it up and it was about it. You hadn't really did anything else. So that's all I was asking again. But uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to get past what happened on the, on the old generation console stuff. And I've seen like PC stuff where it's fine. It looks fucking gorgeous. Like it is perfect in every way, but you also have to have a 2080 Ti or above or something like that to make it look as good as it's supposed to. So, P- I mean, like PC gamers know we already know what we get into with certain games at this point because you know you could probably run it on something as low as a 950, but it's gonna look like trash. So you know the the wide gambit of spectrum of what can make it look better is a much wider situation. But we know, but it, I haven't seen even. I've even seen somebody try to run it with a 950 Ti, I believe, and got it to run. It looked like trash and ran it like, <laughs> I want to say like 20 FPS or something, but it still looked better than the console. That's the sad part, because it's still in low setting. 20 FPS looked better than what the <laughs> old gen console was going I'm like, man, yeah, that's, that's how bad up. of a deal they got on those consoles, man. Like they got bent over. We, we already said it. They should they should have canceled the hell out of that and said, sorry, we apologize. Uh we're just gonna make your version upgrade and good luck in a new console. There you go. But we gotta cancel it because it's too embarrassing. And they they would have got some flack for that, but not as much that they got releasing it in the state that it is. So they they really 
took a big hit to the reputation with doing that. But yeah. I bet in, in five years, we're not going to forget about it, but we're going to be looking at the completed, patched, fully fixed up Cyberpunk version versus that old one. And mm-hmm. more people have have a new console to play on, new PC and all that. And it, it kind of goes into the dustbin of history, that old one that nobody has to suffer with that anymore. That was just in burst. Uh, I, I think it goes away quickly. And the only reason why it goes away so quickly is because of the new, the new gen. You're going to have more people adopting over to the new gen quickly in the next year, probably. So it it helped. It, that helped push forward, or not even push forward, it helps bury the other one and the more people who start to adopt the other system. But you know, at this point, it's bad as hell. Because I mean, the fact that Sony had to do refunds and say, we're no longer going to sell it. Eh, they're, they're, I don't. I don't think anybody's gonna forget that. It, it's gonna be buried with ET at some point. Everybody will get over it, but man, they they <laughs> went backwards on their reputation probably a couple of years, and that's that's not good for them. That's not a good look. And then the investors making it even worse because not only did the game come out and look like doo doo, they're also suing you for false leading them, leading them to say. Yeah, this game is great. It's going to come out. Nothing's wrong. Yeah, now you're getting sued for it. Now, that's crazy because that helps push you way back now. Yeah, they straight up lied to their investors about the quality of what was coming out and hid it from, from everybody. So that, that was a bad move. That was a big mistake. You got to think, too. We, we look at CD Projekt Red as a, like a AAA developer, Yeah, but they've only had one AAA game with which Three. Witcher 2 was kind of a B-grade game. Witcher 1 was janky. It's been Eurojank since those two games came out. Witcher 3 was a huge huge change. Huge open world. New graphics, everything. And it had, it had a rocky launch too, but they patched it out. We kind of forget about that. But this is their, their second huge giant game that they try to make and hype up and all that. I think they learned a whole bunch of lessons on on not you know, getting getting too big for their britches on the, on this one, and they won't do that again. They're going to shut up a little bit more until they have uh, something solid next time. They're not going to let this happen. Again. From though, but they 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 must have been taking some some advice from Theros. Is it Theros or Thanos? Theros? No, not Thanos. Theros, the company that Theranos was making yeah, Theranos, something. yes, company that was making the the prickless blood. Um, thing and they were like, yeah, we got all this sir, this technology, and it wasn't working on shit. <laughs> that's what they got. <laughs> they inf- never existed. Like they got their information from them. That's that's what it looks like. But I mean, we'll forget about it. Uh, but I, I, I didn't realize that CDPR only really had the AAA game as Witcher Three. I mean, I could have sworn they had other bigger things, but I guess you might be right. I mean, it's one of those. I, I, the lines sometimes blur. Between Rockstar and CDPR and covets like that, because all of their games kind of seem similar, like on the same yeah. engine. So I get that line blurred who did what, but yeah, I think you're right. I mean, Witcher Three being the only real big AAA doesn't doesn't help. That's for sure. Yeah, so they they, they were still a small team trying to do this big ass uh, cyberpunk game. So they they tried to promise too much, and they thought they could do the world uh, all in one game, but but they learned a lot of lessons on all this bug fixing, troubleshooting, multi-console launches, all this stuff. So they're probably not going to release another game for five plus years if they're going to keep on this path. Giant RPGs. So next time they might be a little more quiet. 
Yeah, wasn't wasn't this game eight years in development or something? I don't know when the hell they started with this one, but I'm sure they definitely started it before Witcher Three. This been in development for years and years and years. I couldn't put a number on it, but I think Witcher Three came out in 2016 or 2015. So right. more than more than five years. Like I would be, I would be exactly. Sure yeah. I'm thinking more years. like I'm thinking more like six to seven years or so that they were in development with it. And what's funny is that there is this. This is I think that's the reason why it makes no sense. That is running as bad as it is on old generation console because there was no new generation. There was no talk about new generation. You develop the game on old generation hardware, but it runs like crap on it now. That doesn't make any sense. Unless they literally went back to the drawing board and kept adding so much shit that they could not put it on there. It doesn't make sense that it doesn't run on old gen game systems when that's what you were using to develop it in the first place. They might have had some feature creep where they just kept adding on, adding on, adding on, trying to put that ray tracing in and put more lighting in and putting in more details. And then yeah. it just grew too much where those consoles can't handle it. You know damn well those old consoles can pump out Last of Us 2 and Gears of War 5. They, they can do some damage on the graphics. They can do some good stuff. Definitely. But they, they didn't have enough people to optimize it, not enough time, not enough manpower. It just turned to a shit show. Well, let's get off CDR. CDP, damn, CDPR's back about it. But at this point, everybody's on there. There's no reason to join that bandwagon. But um, we're, what, T-minus two days from a beginning of New Year. Um, Happy New Year, everybody. No, okay, but what? let's talk about some stuff we're looking forward to next year. Games, movies, travel. Um, is there anything that you're looking forward to next year? I, I know one thing is able to get go places aside for my house or to my you know immediate family <laughs> members' house. I know that for sure is something I want to look forward to um, in the in the near future. Because I mean, I still got flyer miles that I need to use. I, and I I know American is like we gonna we about to take your shit. Like you need to book something, hurry up. We gonna take it. I, I'm I'm just waiting because I'm like I don't know when I really want to go out there and get back on a on a um, a death tube anytime soon. Well, people are flying all over right now, man. They're flying oh, with a mask and going everywhere, but I'm, I'm not going to take that risk right now. Seems too early to me to jump on a flight, but yeah, we, I think we've been racking up flyer miles this year. Uh, just banking them. Hopefully they don't, don't expire anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But I don't know where a first trip would be. I know I definitely want to get out and do, and do some things since all vacations were canceled in 2020. Uh, Probably would do a road trip, do a big road trip, and kind of keep to ourselves, do our own thing for the first one. But I'm not sure when I'm going to take a long-distance flight just yet. But I, I know people that have done it and follow all the protocols, do the masks, and they've been fine. But not everybody's fine. I don't want to be that part of not everybody, that statistic, that you end up catching it on the flight or something and getting sick for no no reason. So I'm going to be patient there. But I would say I'm looking forward to, I can't say movie theaters coming back. Oh yeah, movie theaters. Let's movie. The movie theaters are going to be done in a couple months. They're uh, going to be shut down, and it'll be something we tell our kids about. We used to go see a movie on a Twitter foot screen. It's not going to happen ever again. So I'm done with that. But I'm happy for movie schedules to be coming back, and the ones that were delayed from 2020 to finally come out on HBO Max and all that other uh, services that we got. Because I, I want to see some new content. 
but I'm not going to see it in person with anybody else. I'm going to see it in my house. Well, speaking of that, well, first off, the flying thing, like I've had like several people in my family have already went places <laughs> already. Like, you know, it, like include like my dad is he's old as all, you know, and he just, he flew to Toronto to, you know, um, be with my brother for Christmas and coming back. So I know a lot of people are doing it. I'm kind of like you, kind of like, uh, uh, I don't really know. But when you 800 years old, you've seen the world at this point. It's kind of like, yep, let me just do my thing. It's going to happen anyway. Whether it be by Corona or Chicken Wing, it's going to happen. It's coming. <laughs> so let me do my thing. But I don't know. Your movie situation is funny. You hate you hate so hard on the movie theaters. I don't understand why. But HBO, this HBO Max and Disney Plus, and we going straight to digital. Um. They say it's the future. I do think it's the future, yes. However, you ain't doing a good job of it right now. We both watched Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was hyped up like a mofo. And I watched that movie and I was like, this ain't it, Chief. <laughs> like, this ain't it, Chief. Like, it was it okay. Was not it. it was okay. And that's not even the... Just think about the movies that got rushed directly to digital. Mulan was terrible. Wonder Woman was not better than the first one. We didn't get Tenet directly to digital, but we did get it to theaters. Then it came out digital. Speaking of stuff that Chris ain't done, have you watched it yet? Oh, yeah. I, th- I told you, bro, I had to watch Tenet. I got that I got that $20 permanent rental added to my collection with that free Google money, and we sat down and watched that three-hour movie. And it, it was... Uh, okay, I'm going to say I'm not, I'm not sad that I didn't see it in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I, I would think it's one of the bottom tier-ish, mid-tier Nolan movies. It's still good. It's still better than a lot of other people's movies. But something about it was, was feeling kind of off. And I saw it, and I was like, I'm glad I saw it. I saw everything. I got to understand what, what, what it was all about and be confused at the same time. But then I'm like, damn, that was that was Tenet? Oh. I, 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 mean, I like it, better, man. But I like I, it, but I'm like, uh, uh, it's not, it's not as good as I was hoping it was gonna be. Yeah, and I, I think, I think you have to think about it in this kind of context. 2019, that would have been the best movie of the year, and the reason why I believe is 2020 starved us a, a whole bunch of shit, and the hype behind these movies that are supposed to be like, this is gonna save the theaters. In 2019, it probably have been fine. In 2020, because there was so much extra put on the shoulder of some of these movies, that it, they kind of fell flat, in all honesty. Yeah, it was, it was just a long, long, drawn-out yeah. release of that, and letting the hype keep building and keep building, and and seeing all these amazing impressions and stuff, not knowing what Tenet was all about, and finally seeing it, and it was like, oh, okay. I mean, uh, you're right. If I just saw it, if I went to the theater, saw it the first day, it was never delayed. Mm-hmm. Probably, probably, probably would have enjoyed the whole thing more and been happier with that scene in IMAX. Something like that. But it, it was all right. It was decent. I probably one day watch it again to try to understand it a little bit better. Yeah, it's definitely much. Yeah, so you can't catch everything on the first time for sure with how that movie set up. But it, it was I. Now some other movies I I, I didn't watch. Uh, Mulan this year. I heard all that bad crap about it. So I heard it was disappointing. Yep. Um, now, Soul came out direct to Disney Plus for free. 
That's like got a ninety-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Everybody's saying that's fantastic. I want to watch that. That's a good movie that was going to be in theaters, and I think it's still on a limited run. That's something I want to pick up. And we agree on Wonder Woman that it was. I think it was bad. It was totally way different than the first one. It was just some odd editing. It was two and a half hours, which it didn't need to be. They could have cut out <laughs> a lot of crap out of this movie. It did not need. To, when I saw the the timing of it. Like on these superhero movies, if they do two and a half hours. I'm like, okay, that's awesome, cool. They're gonna really extend it out. They're gonna fit a whole bunch of cool story in here. They need that extra mm-hmm. time because they got a badass thing coming, a bunch of fight scenes, something. This movie just drug on and on and on with some terrible, uh, cringy humor mm-hmm. all the times, and then had like a two minute fight scene at the end. Like, why was that two and a half hours? And it was just, it was just a terrible plot. I thought the villain was dumb. This wishing stuff was stupid. Like, but. The individual people in the movie, like uh, Chris Pine, did all right. Did some mm-hmm. acting. Pablo, yeah. he, did, he was a good actor. Like he did, he did a good acting job with his stupid character that he had. Right. But the whole idea of everything was just kind of stupid. And at the end of it, me and my wife were like, "Man, that was sucked. <laughs> that was crap." And that was like, "That was our Christmas. That, that was Christmas morning. Like Christmas, Wonder Woman, woohoo!" And then by the end of the day, like, "Fuck, turn that shit off. I'm glad it's over. It's over with." Hey, look, I, I feel you. Um, the the premise of the movie was not as great. Um, the now the one thing I will say, you have to remember, the movie was corny because it was 1984, and I, it, every they tried to make this movie in the tone of Wonder Woman in 1984, and not a current type of movie. So the original Wonder Woman was a little bit darker, less comedy-like. This one is more like, you know, spandex and and and, and sunglasses and um, fanny packs. Like, literally. A little bit. A little bit. Right. The whole movie really doesn't have that 80s vibe except for that mall scene. And then they kind of go away from it. It doesn't even have an 80s soundtrack. Like, uh, Which Carter's I thought Galaxy. was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But the rest of it, you really can't, like, pin it all on the 80s to try to Explain the tone and the characters, the shit they do. It's just barely 80s at the beginning in the mall, and I feel like they forget about they're in the 80s. They don't really call back to it. How many parts of the soundtrack, anything to reference it much the rest of the movie. And they had it in the can, like they had it this whole year that it was delayed to either edit it, clean it up, add some stuff. But this is the version they they eventually gave us. They thought this was okay. I'm, I'm sorry, Patty Jenkins, but. Uh, you're you're uh you're one for two. <laughs> Did all right with Wonder Woman. This one they gave her full autonomy. Do whatever you want. She gave us this, but yeah. then they fast track. They fast track Wonder Woman three. Um, hopefully someone is holding her by the hand and guiding her huh. script and everything, and doesn't give her full autonomy because if she makes anything like Wonder Woman two or Wonder Woman eighty four for part three, I'm like, oh man, I'm worried about that one. Wonder Woman nineteen ninety nine. It'll be awesome. <laughs> But, no more gear stuff. Just give us a futuristic yeah, Wonder Woman. Just to come yeah, back to true. times. The only thing I will say, like, I didn't hate it 100%. There was a lot of it I did not like. Um, but I will say the thing I like, dislike the most is her running scenes. Because oh, out of all, all of her movement scenes looked extra fake. And then they put a wig on her. So it made it look extra fake all the time. So I'm just like, I hated the flying scenes, the jumping, the hovering, like the yeah. whip. The whip was yeah. the whole movie was the whip. Like in the trailer, it looked badass. Like, oh man, she's whipping on some lightning. She's gonna do some things. Yeah, 
And then the whole movie, she's just whipping everything and then floating around. And it looked, like you said, uh, just too unrealistic. Like, she was too floaty, this movie. Nothing had any impact as right. the other movies did. So whoever did her CGI, the animations, the setups, the choreography, it was a whole different team from uh, the first one. So that threw me off, too. It looked like, this is kind of cartoony. Yeah. It was odd. It was a different feeling for the whole movie. We can't all get winners, bro. But I mean, outside of <laughs> movies, because uh, I know how much you hate talking about the movie theaters and how they're gonna crash, like the you know stock market or anything. So uh, we talked about a little bit about travel, but game wise, twenty twenty one gaming, you got all the big systems, you got the future in your hands. Uh, what are you not gonna play in twenty twenty one? See, this is why I make lists. I'm drawing a blank. I don't even know what comes out in twenty twenty one. We're we waiting for Halo. Uh, Nobody's waiting for Halo. <laughs> we're 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 giving it a shot in 2021. Um, that'll be coming out. Anything else? <laughs> I know they're going to come out with some new new games for these new systems, like that are exclusive to these future systems to make them worth a damn. A lot of it got so. Here's a problem. Like like you, I can't think of anything that's got announced for next year. Everything that's got announced was that was remotely important was either pushed back beyond next year or was supposed to come out this year and got pushed to next year, like, in the latter part of next year. So I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I don't, because me personally, again, I'm not in the new hotness king club with all of the new the new systems, so it's kind of like they kind of miss me a lot of times, but I'm just finding it weird because, like, I can't think of anything next year that I know for a fact. Now, I, oh, wait, hold on. I'm looking forward to Guilty Gear, Strive, and there's a new King of Fighters. Those two, I am looking forward to, to seeing what they look like next year. Outside of that, not not too much. Yeah, I can't even pin down something that was announced this year that slipped uh, at one of these game conferences that we had throughout the summer. It jumps to the front of my mind, really, that I'm excited about. Just that Halo is the one we know that got delayed. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, what, what are the next exclusives for, for Sony? I know they have some, but they're just kind of random games that there are those random games that you you don't know if they're going to be good or not, really, until they come out. Right. They can surprise you. So right now, there's not like a big sequel to a franchise that I'm thinking of off the top of my head that's going to come out. But what I think is going to impact is COVID on the, the game delays of stuff yeah. that's supposed to launch in early 2021 and even spring 21. Right. It's going to push a lot of games out that I think the release calendar this year is going to be a little more fair to give you some time to catch up on 2020 and like years prior games. I, I'm looking at I got like Yakuza 0 all the way to Yakuza 6 Judgment sitting on the shelf. That's like 1,200 hours worth of gaming right there. I can just take a year off and not buy anything and just try to play through that whole series and be cool with no new, no new releases this year. You're right, I won't. You could. I'll bet you right now at the end of 2021, I probably will still not have completed one Yakuza. And there's still six of them over there. So it, yeah, even if I say that, well, I'm not going to end up getting around to them, but I think the release counter is going to be a little little light. Sure. I doubt it. I mean, the, the only thing I'm looking forward to, well, that I know is probably going to happen that hasn't been said is Nintendo is going to do their release indie something probably in the beginning, like the middle part of January, probably beginning of February, they always do it. There's normally their time frame. Uh, where they start to say, okay, this is what we have to look forward to to this year. And then Nintendo's like one of the few companies, like they map out their entire year at the beginning of the year, usually. 
So you kind of know what you're going to get from January until the end of the year. And, and it's rare that they, they, uh, especially with their, their first party stuff that they actually move stuff around. There are some things that have been delayed, but usually that's not many games that gets delayed that hard like that. So I know they will probably be like, yeah, we got a new system coming out. We got a new game, blah, blah, blah. And then they keep it rolling. Outside of that, man, anything can happen in 2021 at this point. Sony could be literally could literally bring back Dreamcast for all I know. It's like it's just <laughs> that crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be the year of some surprises. But I'm fine with sitting back and just waiting for those surprises and, and not getting wrapped up in another cyberpunk hype of surprise, motherfucker. Just, just let something good come out and and press everybody and be like a new sleeper hit. Uh, waiting for that next Hade. As I still haven't played Hades, anyways, but exactly all that, all that 2021 just kind of happened and go with the flow, and hope the good stuff just comes out and let it bubble to the top. You know, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. My thing is right now, um, the hype is kind of. I mean, really, Cyberpunk kind of pulled the hype out of the gaming bubble like this year so it kind of made everything else just seem even worse like the the hype train kind of slowed down a lot with i mean they there were some good games that came out this year i mean last of us 2 came out this year hades came out this year i mean and in all intents and purposes cd project red's you know big game was still nominated as game of the year also was actually it actually won game of the year in certain gaming award circles so it wasn't like it was like yeah. a fully a shit a shit show, but it still is kind of a shit show. So it kind of pulled a set the wind out of sail on something. So twenty twenty one could be brand spanking new. I, I want some I want some things that didn't happen in twenty twenty to happen. I want to see some new technology. I want to see Teslas. I want to see flying cars. But I most definitely want to see some new IPs and new shit that we haven't seen before. It's something to get the hype train rolling again. I'd be fine if we don't get Years of War 7, Mortal Kombat 22, and all the sequels to the, to the known games that we've been, we've been playing for years. Yeah, invent some new stuff, surprise us with some new stuff. You were mentioning the, the hot games that came out this year, and even some of those we haven't played, either either of us have played. But right. Just to recap the year, off the top of your head, say like four or five, what did you play this year that was top four or five games like something you actually played you didn't have to finish it but just stuff you got into i know hades is probably number oh, one in your definitely list. hades is number one are we talking about games that came out this year or are we talking about just, just what you played? played this year because I, I the ones i played not all of them definitely not come exactly okay so my top five for the year in 2020 because there's different reasons why i played different games uh, I mean, we got a friend of the show. We asked this question about this particular game he was playing recently, and I was like, "Why the hell are you playing that?" So my top five is very different than probably most people. But in 2020, top five probably my number five is NBA 2K19, not 2K20 or 21. 2K19. I played a shit ton of 2K19 this year. Why? I have no idea, <laughs> but I played a shit ton of it. Um. It was one of those games where cause I'm, I am very into uh, simulation sports games, like where I actually play a game in a season, multiple seasons, dynasty mode type thing. Not online, not my part, none of that shit, but 
mostly because I wanted to play through a, a real season. I played, you know, baseball and football and basketball, but I played a lot of 19 this year. So that, I'll say that's number five. Number four, I would have to say is probably Remnant because I played when Remnant went free on Epic Store. We both got that game. I played a lot of Remnant at first, like when it first went free on Epic. And even to this day, I would play a lot more and a lot more of the game if um, if some people that I know actually played games and actually <laughs> joined up play. I probably play a lot more. But that was one of those games. Like when it when I first got it, I put everything into it, played it. I bought the DLC for it. Just went hardcore into the game. Then it went free on Epic. Then I really got heavily into it because a lot more people were playing it, etc. So it's one of those games where it's a it was a guilty pleasure because a lot of people didn't know about it prior to Epic putting it for free, and then after it was just one of those games where it's like, yeah, everybody's playing it. Uh, number three this year would probably be it probably a split a split between two different games i'll say it would have to be city skylines and the little shooter on epic that you also get to, to play for some reason oddly enough uh <laughs> that came out i think it, it did come out this year right so Roko did. Roko, yeah, okay, so it did come out this year. So, you know, Rogue Company, I'll say those that's two A and two B. Uh three A and three B because those two games I played a lot this year. And then of course my number two Fire Pro Wrestling, a hundred plus hours in that, and then number one Haiti. That's that's a pretty solid list. Good mix. Very nice, very nice. And you're going to tell us that you play Solitaire 1964. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Windows Pinball, that's what I got around to. Uh, this year, there's no particular order, but I was going through what I, what I had played. I played so many random games and just a little bit of everything. Um, I finished Gears 5 this year, co-op, with, with our buddy Jason. That, that was kind of the beginning of the year. We topped that off, played a little bit of multiplayer, but really just focused on the single player. So that was a good start. That's a good solid, solid multiplayer co-op game right there. Um, stupidly enough, I got into and like the hell out of ukulele this year. I Wait, wanted to collect what? some stuff. I just wanted to collect some stuff, man. I, yeah, it's like an old rare game throwback. Collect everything, walk around the levels, beat the funny boss, and all that stuff. And I just got into that game. It's not the best game. It's like a good six and a half out of ten type of game, like real solid. Right in, the, right in this little lane of collect, collecting stuff, but I just had to be. I just went went into it, put in thirty hours on that game until it was done. Um, a few months back, we were both playing a lot of uh, Neon Abyss, which is like a roguelite yeah. game where you go through and just die and play over and over again on these randomized levels. You, you can say that again. And unlock stuff. So we played a lot of Neon Abyss, and that that was something that snuck up on me that was on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I would have never tried otherwise unless it was on there for free, just to jump in. And all of a sudden, I was like, okay, I'll just keep playing this. And that ended up being pretty fun. And that kind of served its need for a while. Um, Road Company was on my list too, because that was something in the beginning of the year when it came out and launched that we both were on a lot for a while. So I'd probably say a little over a month or something, I was into that. We were playing that a lot, put some effort into that, and that was fun. And I know they've added a lot of crap 
since then, and I've mm-hmm. dropped off a long time ago. That's my bad. But maybe one day I'll come back around to it. But yeah, that was fun for a while. That was a good, good, uh, solid multiplayer game. A nice surprise that it actually came out, and what's good was Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 Plus 2 Remake. Right. That was awesome. That game was solid as hell. So that, that was fun to get back into going through the levels again and reminiscing on old Tony Hawk, playing through it again on current-gen consoles with all those beautiful new graphics, the updated soundtrack. And that was a nice surprise. So I think I got into, I finished Tony Hawk 1 and started on Tony Hawk 2 on that game. So I need to go back and kind of wrap that up. That, that was a real fun. And the most, the most recent one, I think this is, this is my sixth game on the list, but this is what I played a lot this year. Uh, most recently is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's a giant-ass, never-ending Assassin's Creed game, but I've Put about 30 hours into it, slowly, slowly, slowly working my way to that 100-hour completion mark. You know, the game never ends. But it's, it's a really solid game. The just a good Assassin's Creed game. If you like the most recent ones where they made it that giant open-world type, it went away from the smaller mission setup. So if you like Origins and Odyssey, you'll, you'll like Valhalla. Got a lot of good stuff to offer in there, but it's just so damn big. But it has been what I was started playing to try to show off some of the capabilities of the new consoles to make it worthwhile. So it's, it's been fun for the last month and a half chip away at that little bit at a time. But besides that, I just played random random stuff all over. Old stuff, a little bit of new stuff, but like like I said, not even Spider-Man, Last of Us, the Yakuza's, like none of the, none of the really, really new stuff I didn't get into and finish this year. Even though it was a quarantine year, like theoretically had a lot of time to, to get on some of that, but Exactly. Did not completely. Exactly. Next year, do better. Make that day your New Year's resolution. I'm not going to buy something I'm not going to play. That'll help you get a long way oh. in this world. Yeah, yeah you can't I'm do it. See. I know. I know. I'm gonna <laughs> I'll, I'll think about it. Maybe I'll probably last till like January 6th or 7th, and then I'll already get something I, I can't finish. So, I, I'm, I'm going to not even give you that long. I'm sure you'll buy something before then. So, well. We're getting, we're at the end of this thing again, uh, episode 50. We got two more to go, and we're going to do that celebrate good time. Come on, and it'll be a year in. We skipped a week, so technically we're, we'll be a week behind the, the last year's schedule, but um, coming up to the new year, hopefully everybody stays safe and does their New Year's things, do some good New Year's resolutions. I know I don't. I do some. I never actually follow them, so we'll see how it goes this year. Um, to you, Chris, you and your families, and everybody else's families out there, Happy New Year. Happy New Year back at you. To, to the El Jefe in Memphis, in Dallas, everywhere you represent, yeah. all your zip codes, yeah. all your people. Worldwide. Worldwide. So, <laughs> thank you guys. We're going to do it up big next year. We'll do it bigger. We're going to get it bigger, better, better, stronger, faster. We're going to do all those things next year. But until then, we'll catch you on over. Cool beans, cool beans.